please speak about the spiritual dangers of having numerous sexual partners. Okay. People don't recognize how sacred sex is. They tend to think it's just something that you do when you come of age and it's enjoyable and it's for having children. It's a lot more than that. And so we have lost Western civilization, I, would, I, I, I always refer to it as, they have lost the true meaning of what the sexual union is. It is a sacred union between the masculine and the feminine principle in order for both to achieve uh, uh, levels of, of spiritual enlightenment. So that has now been removed that's a knowledge that has been removed. So we're just basically just operating on the base levels of enjoyment and sensual uh, 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 yeah, attachment. Now, when you have sexual intercourse with another person, there is an exchange that surpasses mental emotional and physical that exchange is difficult to quantify but consider this if you are in my field my physical in proxim physical proximity to me you are going to now be in my auric or energy field and I in yours there is going to be a mixing of our energy fields. Our energy fields don't only consist of our vibrations, but they also consist of intelligence. They consist of um, trauma. Mm -hmm. They consist of emotions. And they consist of karma. So when we mix with someone, we literally are taking on their energetic uh, field. We're taking on their karmic. And when I say karmic, I'm talking about ancestral. I'm talking about lineage, thousands of years of energy. And I'm also talking about ancestral. I, 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 and I, I hesitate to say this, but I'm going to say it because it's a reality in the spiritual realm. There are ancestral curses that stay with people. They don't know that they, they're having them. You know, in Jamaica, we'll say, boy, that person's salt. Wow, such a deep and rich clip. You already know what I'm about to do tonight. See, these conversations that we have here on The Voice of Reason are about shedding light on aspects of relationships that we typically don't talk about. And some and, and the a reason, not the only reason, the indefinite article here for that is sometimes we don't know what conversation to have. We are totally unaware of conversations that need to be had, like tonight's toxic sex 
magic. A deeper look at how toxic sex can create more of what we don't want in our love life. That's deep. The sister was talking about even generationally speaking, we are carrying generational trauma into our, listen, sex life. Many people misinterpret sex. They think sex is just for procreation. And that would be considered a half-truth because they think procreation as it pertains to children, as it pertains to offspring. But don't you know a business can be a child, right? An endeavor, a trip, right? Uh, uh, Leveling up, so to speak. You can give birth to these things. And sex is part of that creative manifestation process. And how it could be toxic. You remember yesterday how I broke down the relationship toolbox. And I gave at least 20 different tools. Many people just jump right to, oh, communication. If we got good communication, we got a good relationship. And I'm saying, no, 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 no. There's so many more tools. And, and yes, communication is important. But there are so many more tools that actually add to the pliability, the flexibility, the scalability of a healthy relationship. Lack of tools, lack of elasticity in relating. This is where the sense of stuckness comes in. Well, in this conversation, I'm going to give you a deeper look into being a bit more mindful, right, in your sexual selection. Because sex is always creating. Sex is always manifesting. So, of course, I have questions. Toxic sex magic. A deep look at how toxic sex can create more of what we don't want in our love life. Mimi from Jacksonville just joined my chat. And she was mentioning this beautiful man who was, you know, six foot plus, red. He was gorgeous. But then he wound up doing what? Stalking her. She had to get a restraining order. So on the surface, sexually desirable. Internally, a lot of shadow stuff that needs to be dealt with, right? Well, do you know? Listen to me now. (laughs) Some of that trauma can bond with you. Some of that stuff can be transferred to you. (laughs) Uh, Mimi is in the chat room right now. She said 6'3", his name was Big Red, and yes, he was fine. She's going to stay on that. (laughs) So I have questions. How do you get over a toxic sex relationship? What aspects of yourself are you most uncomfortable, hesitant, or timid to reveal in your relationships? This is shadow stuff, right? Because if you're not transparent, if you're not open about who you really are, you're carrying that omission or secrecy 
into the relationship. Ah, toxic sex magic. Listen to me now. Can our disowned self, i.e. shadow self, make our sex life toxic? Let me go back to the question before so you can see how that one locked in. What aspects of yourself are you most uncomfortable, hesitant, or timid to reveal in your relationship? Now back to this question. Can our disowned self... See, Carl Jung called the shadow self, he also called it the disowned self. Now, can the disowned self shadow self, make our sex lives or sex lives toxic. Agree or disagree. All of us have essential aspects of our personalities that we have learned to hide or suppress in order to protect ourselves. When we claim these shadow parts, we dramatically increase our capacity for love. And we find access to a tremendous sense of personal power. Let me tell you something about black folk in America, in professional life and personal life. uh, and, And this isn't just black folk. Can I just be honest? This is most people. But I'm talking to my community right now. A lot of us are cowards. And a lot of us are fake. And a lot of us envy those we'd like to be like. We envy and we copy. A lot of us are unoriginal. A lot of us are not comfortable with being our true selves around people we may think are smarter, better, sharper, uh, more together. So they become someone for us to envy, someone for us to try to be little and besmirch because we're little. I'm I'm just I'm I'm, can I tell the truth? Your car and your rims don't make you a good catch. Okay, your profession doesn't make you a good catch. When I'm around certain professionals, I'm looking. They may be technically sound, but creatively they are vacuous. They are devoid of creativity. So what they've done is mastered the system and they know how to get around being just okay. They've mastered mediocrity. They're efficient at fitting into the system, but they're not efficient at blazing their own way. This has been my observation. And I'm not here to besmirch my people. I'm here to say that's part of your shadow work. You push it down. And you put on what Carl Jung called a mask. Now, mask is persona. Persona from the Greek and Latin means mask. And many of us are wearing it right now. Agree or disagree? The law of attraction says that sex is a high energy experience. Agree or disagree? The parts of ourselves we fear. Listen to that. The parts of ourselves we fear. Will scare love away. Woof. Which is the missing link to finding love. See, the parts of ourselves we fear will indeed scare love away. Right? It will. Why? Because we don't understand that the parts that we fear is the missing link to discovering love. 
Agree or disagree? Can sex within a difficult relationship ever be a reason or ever be reason enough to stay? How many of you stay in a difficult relationship because that thing good? Huh? That thing is awesome. Sex in a, in a sex haze. Agree or disagree, according to Carl Jung, that which we do not bring to the consciousness appears in our life as fate. one 800 I want to talk to you. What demons, unbeknownst to you, what shadow demons, unbeknownst to you, are you manifesting into your life through your toxic sex activities? Oh, Lord. This is, this is heavy stuff. Can our sex lives serve as a conduit for shadow transmission, a.k.a. a sexually transmitted soul disease? Yes, sex is a part of the law of attraction. Hmm? Sex is a part of the law of attraction. What are you bringing into your life? Huh? 1-800-920-1580. The phone lines are getting ready to crack. When Zoe William comes forward... We're going to go to the phone lines. We want to talk to y'all tonight. This is an open discussion. No judgment. When we come forward, the show shall begin. Reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. Is my co-host. Somebody said, what do you mean by toxic sex, Zoe? Because we're all works in progress. We are carrying unfinished business into the act. Right? And sometimes that unfinished business is related to self-denial. Or as Carl Jung called it, the disowned self. The self you're ashamed of. Do you know shame is a part of the sex act when you haven't owned it? Guilt is a part of the sex act when you haven't owned it. Fear, anxiety, self-doubt. When you lack self-approval, self-acceptance, self-esteem, you're carrying it all into the sex act. And the sex act is about manifestation. You don't have to manifest a baby. Sometimes the baby can be anxiety. Uh-oh. Sometimes do you sometimes the baby can be fear. Sometimes the baby can be doubt in the relationship. Doubt if this is the right one. Did I do the right thing? Think about the sexual experiences you've had in your past. How do you feel about them now? 1-800-920-1580. I want to talk to you tonight. Is the sweetest taboo blocking you from reaching your highest self? 
is really good toxic sex. Bad for your relationship's ultimate growth. Ultimate health. 1-800-920-1580. Callers, I'm coming to you right now. We got Bowman from Grand Prairie, Texas. Long time no hear from. Get in here, brother. Hey, Zoe, how you feeling? Man, I'm alive and well. How you doing, bro? I'm all right. You know, it's very true that you can uh, pass on. It can act as a conduit. That's very true. A lot of times when us as men, I can only speak as a man, when we enter inside of a woman in her universal realm, we can pick up other things from the partner she's had before. There's times where you may be in the most fit, the most healthiest person you could eat right, all those things, and then you may have brain fog. You may have wanted to do things. Next thing you know, you're lazy. But these are other habits from past partners that you've taken on because you've entered her universal uh, realm inside of her. You know what I'm saying? Now, Does that make listen, sense? Bowman, this is why you ain't been around for a long time. Because you know, <laughs> you know I'm going to push back. You always blame women exclusively, bro. It is bi-directional. No, 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 Let me just say it's bi-directional. Yes, what? yes, you can pick up things from her sexual universe. I hear what you say. All her ex-partners. Yes, that is true. But it is bi-directional, sir. Guess what? True. If you weak in your spirit as a man and you're irritable and fussy like a little baby, you know, men who argue with women, men who blame women, men who put women down. Do you know she can become fussy with you within 72 hours because of your spiritually transmitted soul disease? It's not just one way, Bowman. I need you to frame oh, it both ways, I'm sir. Of course, I know that, you know, especially when you're in a relationship. I mean, there's a lot of times where women pick up the same tendencies as the men, there as their go. partners. I just wanted you to frame it that way because, no. you know, we got some really intelligent women listening, too. And they're going to be like, you know, that Bowman guy from Grand, uh, Grand Prairie, Texas, <laughs> he always start with us. Come on, Bowman. I don't it mean it. I don't mean in that way, you know, but I just want to speak as a as a male. You know, when we're entering the the woman's womb, so to speak, there's things that we can pick up. And it's been scientifically proven. The information, you know, when it comes to semen, things like that, information is still there. Women record that. So, you know. Yeah, but men do too. Yeah. We, and I mean, we can absorb in some kind of way, but I mean, it's. Do we absorb our conflict? Re if 70%, let's just do it this way. 70% of African-American children are born where? You know, you've heard the 70% uh, number, right? No, I have not. Born out of wedlock, right? Okay. So who's raising the black men? I mean, if it's the mothers, it's the mothers. You right, know? and you've heard a lot of people say the young boys pick up their conflict resolution style from their mamas. They argue like their mama. You've heard you've heard people say that everywhere, right? I don't there's no empirical data, but you hear people say that, right? And right, if you become, uh, if you yeah. subscribe to that logic, you would also have to subscribe to the logic that if uh uh, a man, a little boy, can be molded by his mama's ways that there is a transference of energy.
and information, correct? Correct. All right, then. So it ain't one way. So if you say, if we enter her world and, and you know, she transfers to us her problems and all her dudes, but you're also transferring some of your weaknesses into her. We, we, we do have an understanding there, correct? Of course. Of okay, course. good. When we come forward, I'm going back to Bowman because I love to argue with the brother. He's always up for the challenge. When we come forward, we got a lot to talk about. He's on fire tonight. tonight. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. Come on, Jill. Goodness gracious. What a sensual song. The name of the record is All I. Jill Scott, man. Such a cold record. But let me just go deeper here. People think that you can have sex in a value in a vacuum as if nothing else that's going on inside of you, uh, you know, will be transmitted through this interaction. Sex is high vibrational energy. Yes, it's physical, but it is as much spiritual as it is uh, physical. And I would even argue that it's more spiritual than it is physical. And yes, the physical is good. The physical is real good. Oh God, did you hear that record? Sex sometimes feel like that record. You know, one of one of people's favorite songs from Prince is Adore. Man, when they hear Adore, you hear sex. Well, here's another one from Prince. International Lover. When you hear international lover, you hear sex. You hear it in music form. Yes, sex can be so pleasing. But many of us use sex as an escape from self. Or more specifically, the disowned self that Carl Jung spoke about, right? When we hear certain songs, the creativity, the passion that is imbued in them. As a former A&R, that was one of the things I was listening for when I was looking for talent. Do they have the passion and the commitment, right? Just like an artist has to be present when they're creating, you have to be present when you're mating. I know y'all not ready for the night. I know y'all not ready for the night. But when you're present, are you really? You have to be clear to be present. Sex is almost like meditation. Meditation is most effective when your mind is clear. This is what you're meditating for. So you can stop the movement of the monkey mind, the mind that is always in motion, the mind that is always thinking and overthinking, the mind that is always darting from one idea to the next idea. Meditation is about the cessation of that constant movement of the mind. When was the last time you had a clear mind when you were having sex. And, and, and yes, you could be focused on sex, right? Because many people are performance-based. They're thinking, I need, to, I need to do this right. I need to make this pop. 
right? And sometimes that's good. But that also creates somewhat of a disconnect because you're outcome driven. You're not moment driven. 1-800-9-20-15-8. Let's get Bowman back in here. Bowman? Yes, so? Let's continue arguing. <laughs> okay. I'm just kidding, brother. We don't have to argue. You know, I just like to balance your statements sometimes. But go ahead. Finish your thought. In, in my opinion, I don't want to lose anybody with this, but in my opinion, I truly believe sex is also God as well. Mm. You have, like, for instance, when it says, let us, make man in the image of, you know, God, whatever. In my opinion, that means to me the masculine aspect of God and the feminine aspect in order to create. But that's just me. So the act of sex involves a man and a woman to create a being. That is consciousness. It's tr- it's transactional. You know, it's movement, things like that. It takes energy, movement, all that stuff to make whatever it is another being of consciousness. So, yeah. But that's just my opinion. You're not going to make nobody mad with that. That's one of the one of the few things I agree with you in totality. (laughs) (laughs) We about to make somebody mad with some good information. Ain't nobody mad. That was good. Yes. But I'll say this. We can also use it manipulatively by. um, For instance, like sex, right? Orgasms, things like that. We can use it to manipulate like, for instance, a woman who may be weak-minded, the closer she feels to God when she orgasms, you know, things like that. So, I don't uh, Sir, you're doing it again. Why are all your examples about women? That's my apologies, though. I'm just <laughs> thinking about it. I'm, I'm, but but hear, what I'm, hear what I'm saying. When you frame your discussions, like in, this, in all of these shows, we've done 170, 175, 180 shows. In all of these discussions, we talk about bi-directionality, the two-way street of relationship. You just used a binary concept, which is masculine energy, feminine energy. You said male and female, right? You, You use it in that context, but when you give an example, you put all of the onus on the woman. Why is that, Bowman? Maybe, I don't know, maybe it's because, um... I'm the opposite sex. You know what I mean? I can only I speak it. as a man. And so, you know, it's it's nothing personal. But it all, I, I, I don't believe it's personal. But what I'm trying to get you to see in your framing, you exclude how you show up. How she shows up is a reflection of how you show up. Do you agree with that? Because this is what we talk about on this show. Relationship as a mirror. The biofeedback you get from your partner is your personal curriculum. And this is a bi-directional exchange. So you it ha- should be, though, but in my case, there's should. a lot of oh, people oh. who lack. How can, in your case, a lot of people lack, but you not lack? In today's time, there's a lot of people who don't know what love is. And I know what it is, but some people may be lacking it. So they have to be taught these things, learn behavior. So your mission here is to teach love. Yes. Okay. Okay. I Hey, there you go. If you say your mission is to teach love, brother, I'm going to ride with you, man. I'm, I'm riding shotgun now. 
I'm hanging out the window. I got the 12 gauge. You you here to teach love, brother. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm not I, I'm not being facetious, neither. Because listen, no, I understand. Who who am I to besmirch your it's not like he's believing that he should be Tony Montana. Right? It's not that he has a a, a sense of uh, you know, I'm going to be the biggest, baddest gang member. He said his mission is to teach love. I'm going to ride with you on that, brother. Bowman, we always appreciate the exchange. Bowman from Grand Prairie, Texas, if you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. I'm Zoe Williams. This is the voice of reason. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. Trust me, we've got a lot to talk about. Is it good to you? you? More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, stop that. Boy, when I tell you sisters are the sexiest human beings on planet Earth, Lord have mercy. Ah, do y'all hear that record? Put, put, start the record over. What in the world? Hey, baby. I wish you could see what I have on right now. You're so sexy. Imagine how intense it Turn her down. Turn her down just a little bit. Just let it just, just underneath me for a second. Do you know how how real you must be to get a woman in this space? To keep her in this space. Do you know how transparent and true you gotta be? See, you might be able to get her here for a moment, but if you're false in the sex act. 72 hours later, she's going to feel your true essence. Do you understand what I'm saying? Listen, man, you want to keep her in this soft. She got to feel safe in order to be soft. And most men are not secure in the truth of who they are. Do you know a woman can feel you blaming her while you having sex? Come on. <laughs> she can feel you judging her while you having sex. She can feel that you ain't really into her. She can feel that you feel like you've already done what you need to do now that you've gotten what you want during the act of sex. Start it off from the top. Bring it back. One more time. Come on, man. I don't think y'all understand. Man. You want her. You want hey, her baby. in this space now. I wish you could see what I have on right now. You want her in your t-shirt, brother. Hey, what about your basketball shorts? Hey. Imagine how intense it would be to hold me right now. My song's playing. At night when you fall. 
that's enough. Let me just tell you, she can feel you judging her body count, Bowman. You know, because all the men that she been with, you know, is still in there. And that's a point of contention for me. Well, what you doing in there? And make up your mind. Do you want her seasoned or green? And if you have her when she's green, be like, oh, Lord, I got to teach you everything. I missed that one girl. What do you want? What we got to do is stop blaming women for everything, brothers. The disowned self is real. And brothers, you got wounds too. And don't think for one second that your wound is not creating a toxic sex environment. What do you think trauma bonding is about? Trauma bonding in and of itself is that the wounds are recognizing each other and not only recognizing, but relating. So if the wounds are recognizing and relating to each other, oh, well, you know, I'm here to teach love. Boy, you got the full love manual. And I'm not saying Bowman can't teach love. He's my guy, man. He can teach love. But I'm just saying, relationships are designed in a different kind of way. You tend to get who you are. You tend to get what you are. And we're all works in progress, i.e. whips. So it's very hard for me to accept. And I'm not saying that Bowman isn't correct. I could be 1,000% wrong. But it's hard for me. Well, you know, I'm here to teach love. That's what I'm here to do, and a lot of people out here uh, don't know love. And I'm here to teach the woman love. It's just hard for me to accept that. Sean from Oakland, California, I need you to give me clarity here. Oh, my goodness. Well, whoa. I mean, you literally are hitting on the most sophisticated subject of, of mankind. <laughs> uh, there's no doubt, brother. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, so the only thing I could think of when I heard you talking about this was a timeline. And I'm not saying everyone should be on my timeline. I'm just telling you that everything is, your brain is experience dependent. So my thing is when I was young and, uh, you know, getting sexually active, right? I mean, every girl that I was with, except for one, I want I'll just put that aside because I wanted to be with her, but didn't happen. Uh, we knew it was a physical relationship. And then I got a little older and then things get a little more complicated. Like in my 20 or, well, I've been married for so long. I was married at uh, 23. So, but my point here is, is that, you know, when it comes to that thing, Please do not try to control it. You know, women, and by the way, myself nowadays, as I'm older, I like to be in that moment sexually when, when there are no distractions around me. So I, I don't just need to do it because, oh, I got to do this now because I am just bursting at the seams. Yes, I understand when you're young. That's why I gave the timeline. Yeah, I understand that. And, and it's totally physiological. We're young bucks. 
Well, young women, too. Don't even kid yourself. We young women have the same desires we do. But <laughs> what I'm saying is it's much better, much better that you get into a place and even hold off for a few days of doing something until you get into that right space. However you do it, dinner, a little walk in the park, a little, you know, you don't have to spend money and do all that kind of thing. You just got to be together doing your thing, and it builds up, and it builds up. I'll tell you what, that is the crescendo. That is the climax together that you can have. But Brother Sean, Brother Sean. Brother yes, Sean, this is yes, what I need you please. to do. Hold tight because yes. you're cooking right now. You're cooking with the rarest grease. You're cooking. Everything's on fire. It looks good. But I need to come forward. When I come forward, I'm going back to Oakland, California, yay area, where my brother Sean has still got a lot to talk about. The same old song, Give it to me deeper. Give me the fever. Reason and accountability. The voice of reason. Hi. I want to be with my life mate. The love of this lifetime. Is having a lot of casual sex and a lot of partners right now interfering with that? Just to remember saying to Jerry, what's your favorite thing to eat? They were just coming together. And Jerry said, swordfish. And Esther thought, oh my, we will forever be incompatible on food. <laughs> because Esther had never eaten swordfish that was pleasing to her. She had had very little fish of any kind that was pleasing to her. So then Jerry began introducing her to different foods and different fishes until Shortly thereafter, she announced her favorite food in all of the world is swordfish. <laughs> but how would she have known if she had not sampled? In other words, how do you know what you want if it is not for exposure to experience? So how can data collection be hazardous to making decisions about what you want? Mm -hmm. So is continuing along having... Uh, as many partners as I choose, no interference to it all, and when, when she appears, when she manifests, then I can just be with her, and it's no interference. Well, here's what's happening. As you are moving through your day-to-day -day experiences, even on subjects that do not seem to have anything to do with relationships, you're having experiences that are causing you to identify who you are and the aspects of physical life experience that you are comfortable with. So long before you even set forth your first intention for a lifetime partner, you have been projecting into your vibrational escrow the essence of things that are pleasing to you that are all dovetailing into this magnificent relationship. So the thing that we want you to hear is that this relationship that you say that you are looking for, you have contributed so much information to source energy, and source energy is so at one with all of that, that your perfect partner is already in place, and circumstances and events are evolving to assist you in discovering that. So the question is, while you are having exposure to these other experiences that you're talking about, is that experience 
enhancing or closing the gap between where you are and where you want to be or widening it. So let's say you're having an experience and you're saying, I shouldn't be doing this. Well, then you're widening the gap. What if you are with someone and you are criticizing this one for all of the flaws that are there? Then you're widening the gap. But if in your interaction you are feeling appreciation, you are looking for positive aspects, you are feeling satisfied. <laughs> I, I don't know if you all familiar with Abraham Hicks. Right. I don't know. I don't know if y'all familiar with Abraham Hicks, but if you're not, look her up. Now, Abraham Hicks, let me just say this. This is a, a, a white woman who uh, claims to have been incarnated uh, by a spirit called Abraham. And Abraham is a collective uh, uh, being. There's m- multiple beings there that uh, deliver downloads or spiritual information to her. This is why she was speaking uh, about herself in the third person. Esther did not know she liked whatever. And then after choose, uh, trying all these different types of fish, it came to Esther's realization that she actually did like this type of... See, she speaks in the third person because uh, Abraham... Uh, is downloading this information into her and her then-husband, Jerry. They are married, her uh, Esther and Jerry Hicks, but she calls herself Abraham Hicks for the higher conscious being that is downloading information into her. Now, let me say this to build on what she said about trying things there's nothing wrong in trying things and even when you're running from this this disowned self i keep telling you the universe is economical in its movement it does not waste so all you're doing is either getting a beeline to what you want or extending your course extending your lesson. So if you're, like like she said, if you're downloading negativity during the sex act, if you're judging during the sex act, if you're disrespecting, disowning yourself and or your partner, you're widening the gap. That's what she said. Now, if you're hiding from yourself, this is back to Carl Jung's disowned self. If you're not pleased with who you really are, if you've grown tired of faking success, faking confidence, faking the truth, the truth of who you are, you're going to download all of this into the person you're having sex with. Do you know I broke up with a girl once by having sex? I really liked her, but I really didn't like her. And I was wrestling with that in me. I like you, but I I really don't like you. And And listen, this is years ago. But during the sex act, I was conflicted. I was saying, Lord, have mercy, this body, this, oh, Lord, this, whoo, this girl is bad. Jesus, in the name of Sweet baby raised barbecue sauce. This law, it was wonderful. 
in the moment. But even in the moment, I was like, she's not true. I'm not true. She's not honest. I'm not honest. See, I kept putting it back on me. Every time I wanted to blame her for something, I discovered in me what I was blaming her for. And even the intimate pieces of her story where she told me about her trauma. I tried to put it on her trauma, man. She liked this because she's been traumatized. She's been abused. But then I had to come back and say, well, well wow, so were you. That's why you're here. So here I am giving her the loving of a lifetime. Somebody put on Maxwell. Lifetime. I was giving her the loving. I was giving her that thing thing. Boy, it was amazing for her and me. And I realized, dang, we only hook up to do this. We're not really interested in the same stuff. We're at different levels of consciousness. It's, it, we're different. Not I'm better or she's better. We're just different in that space. And so one time I really focused. It was I used sex as a meditation. During one of our encounters, I was saying to myself, this is it. No more. Go away. This is done. After tonight, I'm never going to get down with you again. And then it was over. And then it was done. We had one of the greatest nights of sex. I stayed the night, then got up, went home. And, you know, it wasn't even petty argument time. It was just, it was over. And then it was done. Yes, there's power. Sex manifests things. I'm telling y'all, man. So you got to be careful of what you think you've hidden from yourself when you go into sex. You have to be careful because it's going to creep in. Why? It's at a spiritual vibrational frequency level. It is transmitting through the act of sex. Sean from Oakland, get back in here and finish your thought. Wow, is all I got to say right away. You know, what you just hit on right there, um, you know, I wish I would have known when I was really young, you know, but the thing of it is, is uh, I was very fortunate. However it worked out, I found that person, right, the higher consciousness level. But the thing of it is, is I think too many people, and it's really hard, but I'm not going to ever give up trying to teach it to my kids is the fact that that amazing thing of sex and the climax and all that kind of thing, uh, which you can't control people. So anybody out there listening, don't think you can control it by saying, don't do it before you're married, blah, blah, blah. Please save that. But what I will say is this, is this, is that, you know, that is a thing that at some point in time in your timeline might 
doesn't have to be like my timeline, might be something you do for a physical satisfaction as long as you never mislead somebody that it's more than that. Okay, for as long as you guys kind of on that same page, like, wow, we did this and bam, boom, bang, it doesn't mean we're getting married, you know, at, you know, 17 years old or 15 years old, whatever people are doing it nowadays, I don't know. But my point is, is that when you get kind of seasoned, and yeah, I'm older, and you find those times with the person that you absolutely love, maybe you're a soulmate, whatever you, words you want to put to it, you know, you want to clear the tables, people. You don't want to try to do this slam, bam, thank you, ma'am, or any of that kind of thing. Although, you know, maybe, uh, you know, in a crunch, someone might do in, that in because crunch. you need a little something, <laughs> you know. Right, in you a know, crunch. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, if you have it that way with your better half, all power to you. I don't begrudge anybody. You know, in that situation, that's some love right there. Hey, but I'm saying, you know, <laughs> yeah, all right. But but if you're ever going to get together together and do it and, and do it the way you want to do it, you know, you want to clear the tables and have not a ton of distractions. Man, and, and right. you want to have that kind of love. So, I mean, and that doesn't happen all the time or whatever, but I'm just saying the higher level of consciousness you're talking about and stuff like that, that takes work. So it just does. remember, people, you got to work on it. Man, Sean, we appreciate the insight. Thank you for calling in. As always, you got a seat at the table. Look, if you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1 800 920 1580. 1 800 920 1580. Phone lines are cracking, cracking, cracking. When I come forward, I'm going to Los Angeles to talk to Desiree, and I'm going to Northridge to talk to Fred. we on fire tonight. If you want to talk, 1 800 920 1580. I know you got a lot to talk about. Reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the voice of reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. My playlist is my co-host. <laughs> Legendary Ron Isley. The Isley brothers in between the sheets. The co-host is on fire tonight. You know how I do. So we're getting into some deep stuff, right? We're getting into some heavy stuff. And a lot of people don't understand, man. Sex is a conduit for energy. Sex is a conduit for energy, right? Frequencies, vibrations. Uh, you know, it's a conduit for generational curses. And sex can also be likened to meditation. And as I said earlier in the show, uh, the objective of most forms of meditation is to quiet the mind. Uh, the great uh, philosopher Krishnamurti has a documentary called, and I want everybody to go l watch this documentary. You're going to love it. Uh, I was at the Cigar Lounge, and we were watching it at the Cigar Lounge. I, I got everybody to sit down for a little bit and check out this man's life story. Uh, the, the documentary is called With a Silent Mind. And it's, it's very important to have a silent mind during sex, to not be distracted, to be in the moment, to be 
present, to not have the residue of worry, fear, self-doubt, anxiety, escapism, uh, whirling around in your mind because sex is creative, right? So let me tell you, I, I, it's a book I've been reading and I love this book. It's by Chris Niebauer, uh, PhD. It's called No Self, No Mind, or it's called No Self, No Problem. Let me say that again. Chris Niebauer, PhD, No Self, no problem how neuropsychology is catching up to Buddhism. He says, why are you unhappy? Because 99.9% of everything you think and everything you do is for yourself. I need you to... Do you, do you, do you hear that? It's for yourself. So oftentimes when we're having sex... It's self-oriented. It's outcome-oriented, right? Uh, I just want to get off. I want to feel better in this moment, right? It's a selfish act, right? And why do you want to feel better? You want to have a moment of escape from your daily life frustrations. Is there anything wrong with that? Not necessarily. But when sex becomes the drug of choice, this is how we get addicted to sex. This is how we get addicted to the, the momentary escape from the mundanity of our mediocre lives. Relationships are about transcending the mediocre. What is the mediocre? Your ordinary. What is your ordinary? The, we were talking about this yesterday. See, this is the purpose of this topic tonight. Be careful of what you create through toxic self, uh, sex magic. If you're toxic, the sex is toxic. It doesn't mean you have to transmit some type of sexually transmitted disease. You can transmit a traumatic soul disease. Let me, li listen, a quiet mind. Another story from Zoe before I go back to the phone lines. My girl told me, this, this is hard, man, uh, it's hard being with a psychic. My girl told me she was like, your mind is loud. I wasn't talking. She said, your mind. I, I hear you yelling. This is in the sex act. Like, who are you arguing with? What? <laughs> she heard it and it was true she, you're not here you're not present all types of stuff swirling around my mind was on the hamster wheel and she felt it she heard it she heard me talking heavy stuff y'all sex is powerful it's not to be played with let's get these phone lines cracking Desiree Los Angeles, hey. California. Let's talk about it. Hey, hey, hey. How are you? I am alive and well. Long time no hear from. Good to have you back. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um. Well, I just wanted to admit I was fully responsible toxic party in my relationships um, because of not allowing my partner to connect because of trust issues which I'm working on now. I mean, this platform, listening to you for a whole year, 
and just expressing myself is allowing me to, to make steps and doing so with my partner. Mm. That's beautiful. Just, just trusting them. That's beautiful. No matter how hard they try and they haven't done anything to, to put the mistrust in, I just have, you know, it's all, I'm, I'm always in my head about things. Well, you, you do know sex and thought together is a powerful manifesting tool. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to create more of what you don't want by ruminating on what you don't want during the manifestation process of intercourse. You don't want to do that. Right. I'm guilty of that, you know. I am guilty of that. Lord have mercy. But what I'm not guilty of is my deep admiration for you calling in and being so transparent and open. This is a sign that the fear in your spirit is melting. Yes. This is a step up, Desiree. And I want you to know this platform will always be open to you to speak your truth unapologetically. You can share what you want free of judgment. And I appreciate that. And I definitely appreciate the chat, everyone's support, and sharing their stories because I'm like, okay, I'm not alone. You're not. You're not. Everybody's a work in progress, so do not ever feel like you need to be singled out or should be singled out because you shouldn't. This is this is what humanity looks like. And Desiree, we appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Now let me say this, Bowman. See, that's the kind of call I want from you, Bowman. She didn't blame nobody. She talked about herself. Bowman call in and say, you know, women got ghosts, sexual ghosts in there. And when you have sex with them, they transfer certain ghosts into your mind. And when you wasn't afraid of ghosts at one point, now you become fearful of ghosts because of the sex ghost you got from this woman and her many partners. Knock it off. Stop. Do you see what I'm saying? I applaud people who lead with what's wrong with them. You know what's wrong with me? I'm as broken as the rest of you. I am, man. I struggle. This What I talk about on this radio station has been a lifelong journey. Well, let me say this. I came into awareness of what I'm supposed to be doing at the age of 16. And I've been on it since then. And I have fallen. I Man, I have messed up so bad. But I've been on it, and I'm a work in progress, and I get it. No one is ever going to shame you for being a work in progress. But if you come in here blaming, I'm not going to disrespect you, but I will call you out. I got a lot to talk about. The phone lines are just bananas right now. International. Well, it's not an international show, but it's definitely a national show. Everybody calling from all over the country. When we come forward, we got a lot to talk about. He's on fire tonight. tonight. It's the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. Gentlemen, friends and family, 
The voice of reason is on fire tonight. KBLA Talk 1580 is at the epicenter of some of the most intriguing, most compelling relationship conversations ever captured on radio. We're in the building right now. The phone lines are jam-packed. People want to talk. But let me just tell you this. You hear how the church will say, you know, soul ties and all of that. And 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 I don't care what you call it. And, and there's no disrespect in what the church is saying. Yes, they are soul ties. But I want people to understand something. This uh, villain, uh, villain victim dichotomy needs to die. It's villain slash victim versus villain slash victim. Everybody is a victim and a villain simultaneously. And there's a bi-directionality in the soul tie. Many people be like, it was a negative soul tie that I made with this toxic person. A toxic person can't get in your sphere without some toxicity in you. There is a reason and a purpose for toxicity. Even toxic toxic sex will lead you to come face to face with your disowned self. So there's a purpose. Now, you can either take, you remember uh, uh, the movie, I'm going to get you, sucker? The scene with Damon Wayans and uh, uh, Kadeem Hardison. Now, you could take the window or the stairs. Which one? Now, some people choose to jump out the window. They take the hard route in sex because they're pleasure-based. They want to go for the pleasure, but they don't understand that pleasure and pain are inextricably separate. They can't be separated. They're inextricable. You cannot pull them apart. They are a part of each other. They're two sides uh, of the same coin. I need you all to understand that the more pleasure you get, the more pain is associated with it. Pain actually adds some of the cayenne pepper to the pleasure. That's all I'm saying. All right? Let me get to these phone calls. Uh, my brother Fred has been on the longest. Then I'm going to Nazarene. Then I'm going to Cali. So, Fred, get in here. Hey, so how you doing, man? I'm good, brother. Hey, check this out. I could have I used your help eight years ago when I went on one. You know, after my little jelly queen did me wrong, I ran off to Florida. And, man, I went crazy, bro. I went crazy. That that toxicity was in me so deep. I think I was like 95 proof toxicity, right? So I went on this sex binge. And then about mm, four or five years later, you know, I got it out of my system. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I caused a lot of carnage. I, you know, I was a heartbreak kid back then. And uh, what happened was I met this girl from Maine. She was a, a, a lobster trapper, right? Oh, listen, and, Fred, uh, Fred, is this about to be one of the down at the foundry stories? Because we need to get to it quick. We got a lot of phone callers. I no, no, no. Remember how you was having sex with the girl and then you found out that, you, you know, it, it wasn't you? Okay. Yes, I remember. Well, that's what happened with me and yeah, what that's what happened with me and the lobster girl. You know, <laughs> she was a beautiful woman and I kind of dogged her out. I was mean to her. You know what I'm saying? And it was all about me. And and, and and you know, 
uh, her name was Tammy. And, and she was a good girl. Let me man. tell you something, just... Fred. Let me tell you something, Fred. Tammy's be fine. I have yet to meet an ugly Tammy. Tammy's be Tammy bad as hell, boy. Tammy's. Yeah, but she was from Maine. Tamara's. Tracy's. I ain't seen no ugly Trace. Boy, them T's. Now, man, Tamara. What about Tina? What about Tina? Oh, I don't, boy, every Tina I've ever met been gorgeous. I ain't never seen no ugly Tina. Tina, boy, them Tinas be delicious. I'm sorry, Fred, go ahead. <laughs> well, anyway, she really did, she really did want to have something with me. And now I have my regrets because she was a really good girl. You know what I'm saying? She was from Maine. And the only thing, she was 6'2". And she used to put me in in what we used to call the figure four lock, right? Hey, listen here, Fred. I'm not going to do it with you tonight. You better not. Fred, don't come in here with another one of these crazy. Fred, Fred said she was 6'2 and put him in the figure four. Fred. Was she a wrestler, Fred? That girl had one way she did it. It was like, you know, uh, having sex with LMA Clampett, man. She would put some kind of, I don't know, man. She was 6'2", so, you know, she had them long legs. Okay, Fred. So, <laughs> I, so I, when she locked me up, I couldn't get loose. You know what I'm saying? She would put me in there, man. I struggled. I struggled. And I just had to snuggle. That's all I could do. Oh, man. Thank you, Fred. I appreciate the call, man. Good looking, man. <laughs> Fred, oh my God! If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at one eight hundred nine twenty fifteen eighty. Nazarene, get in here, brother. What up, there, brother? Nazarene, what up? What up? What up What's up, bro? Nazarene, yeah. where exactly are you calling from? Because it says wastelands of Fallopia. Where is that? Brother? Oh, that 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 would be the wetlands of Fallopia. There ain't no place like home. Well, where where is Fallopia? Oh, it's like in the universe. I I you know, know exactly like, what you're talking about, and I knew. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. called. Wait, hold on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, when's the due date? When are you supposed to come out? It, the wetlands <laughs> of Fallopia is where Lord have the universe. Okay, look, cool. I can't call. I can't call. <laughs> but I, uh, real quick, bro. I just uh, especially. Uh, Hearing the callers on deck, um, and hearing you say it's great to lead with what might be wrong with somebody, mm. like what might be wrong with me. I realize what might be wrong with me is that I come with an intention, like where I'm literally willing to soul swipe a succubus into submission kind of thing. Like I, everything about so-called toxic this, toxic that, but then I'm like, but it's the remedy ride though, like. I'm not really scared, so I might be inviting so-called bad experiences to me, but they do be fine. No, see, I know they, what's they, wrong with you. See, see, this is what happened yeah. with you, Nazarene. <laughs> you watched... Right, tell me about it. Let me tell you something. You watched the last episode from the third season of The Avatar, The Last Airbender, <laughs> where he took away the Fire Lord, Fire Lord Ozai's 
firebending. See, see, you think <laughs> you can take away somebody's bending. See, that's where you done got caught up. See, Man. stop playing. You doing it for gratification, brother. You know you can't change another person. You think you can. But I'm not can. dealing with a person. I'm, I'm dealing with the energy. I'm dealing if if it's like that. I just feel like resting in divinity. Like if it's any type of spirit that don't belong there, we just gonna exercise that thing. But wait, you know, in your spirit, you might be inviting something that's at a higher or a lower level of a lower level frequency than where you are at a higher level frequency. Meaning, some levels could be deeper than you are higher, and with that deeper negativity or that deeper shadow, they can pull you out of your space. Nah, I mean I, I invite the challenge, but I like to remain anchored. Like I want, I want to be uh, explored just the same. I just feel so and movable in that sense. And just because a door is open or opportunity presents itself doesn't mean that I got to walk through or invite such and such in. It's just certain. I I see how you framing it. So even if it's, uh, say, counterbalancing your light, it's still but an invitation, and you have to either accept or deny it. Oh, correct. Yeah, because it's it's all, that works on both sides of the the situation. Like, there's nobody's forcing anything. Uh, I believe in discernment. I don't believe in welcoming something that is truly unhealthy for you and whatever route, uh, spiritually, physically, you know, there are a lot of things to be concerned with, but part of it is as well getting out the way and letting things flow with intention. Put it that way. Understood. Understood. As long as as things, yeah, as long as the, the water's open, we might as well just enjoy the abyss. I'm going to get out the way, though. Hey, brother, I love it when you call in. We appreciate the information. Call in anytime. When I come forward, we're going to get to our sister, our favorite. Well, she's one of our favorite sisters. We love all the sisters that call in, but she's definitely one of the recurring favorites here. Callie Soul from Denver, Colorado. I know she's got a lot to talk about on this subject. Is it good to you? you? More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. I think what we should start doing is making the playlist available. Hey! We on fire tonight. Freaking. What is this? What is this? Freaking you? Boy, them, them brothers, you could, you, you hear the intention in that record. That record of the bad intentions. I'm, I'm here to love on you, girl. Lord, Lord, Lord. Let's get Cali Soul in here to smooth this vibe out and Callie said oh children yes (laughs) (laughs) I concur I second that emotion we can follow you on Spotify you can put the list up I should start doing that (laughs) you could do that I'm just saying and you could put roots coming to break you off that's that's another one right there anyhow all right all right what are your thoughts about tonight's Um, topic it's fire it's a deep one my, I have like, I have a question and then I have a comment. Mm-hmm. So I just wonder if like, and, and let me preface what I'm about to say with, I know that condoms were absolutely a, a brilliant creation and something that was very necessary mm-hmm. to society. But I do also wonder if the 
the utilization of condoms is what kind of broke down our our spiritual connection and our sacred sexuality when it comes to having sex because when you put that barrier in between then folks got real irresponsible and i've had moments where i've asked people like yo where are you where did you go cuz you're not here mm. you so know? you so you think it you think the prophylactic blocks it i i'm curious about it you know because i'm like hmm. i know that we still if we're having sex with with condoms we're still garnering soul ties like it doesn't that's, stop that's that what I'm, yeah, from happening. That's exactly what I'm saying. You can still be whipmatized even right. if somebody is wearing a condom. So what I what yeah. you can still get crazy over somebody even if the condom is on, right? Yes, but there's still that disconnect that I've that I've noticed that happens and it's no it's no coincidence that our sacral chakra is like where we it's the seat of creation for both men and women. But I, I, Our sexual I, I think, organs. I think you tell me, you know, you tell me what you think of this. I think the disconnect comes psychologically. I don't think it comes via mm-hmm. via the inanimate object that is the, mm-hmm. the prophylactic. I think the real prophylactic is psychological. Absolutely, because everything that exists begins in the mind. Yes. Yes. I think that's the real prophylactic. That's the real blockage for many people when it comes to being present uh, when when we are intimate. And then you said you had a statement huh. or did you make them both? Nope, that was it. That was, that was, that was all I got. Come on, Callie. So one. give us something else. <laughs> give us one more. Oh, like, I'll, cook, I'll cook I up something. I don't have any. I don't have anything else tonight, so I apologize. Go on ahead and get your next caller. It's all good, <laughs> Callie. So we appreciate you. Thank you so much for the love. Thank you. Denver, Colorado is in the building because of Callie Soul. She brought up a great point. I love it when people call in with interesting concepts and ideas. When I come forward, oh, I'm going to go all the way. Oh, great. Great. So look. Let me get back to this thing. Very deep stuff we covered tonight. You have to remember, shadow work prompts you to kickstart your healing journey, right? It prompts you to look at yourself and say, hey, I have a lot of work to do. Now, the difficulty in doing the work is because most of us are afraid of who we really are and afraid to embrace who we really are. As I said before, persona, you know, from its etymological root simply means mask. When you look up the word mirror, when I say relationship as a mirror, one of the etymological roots for the word mirror is shadow. So we're wearing a mask because we're afraid of the shadow within us. Work is necessary. I need you guys to understand that. Work is necessary, but the work that we're doing is not working on our partner or hoping they should become something different. No, the work is on ourselves. Prasanna, the mask you wear to show the world while you, while you protect your inner self. 
hero, a part of your psyche that can overcome hero, uh, evil and destruction. We talked about uh, Joseph Campbell's hero's journey yesterday and how it manifests in movies. But what I did in my Shrouded Lighthouse book was apply Joseph Campbell's formula of the hero's journey to relationships. Your ordinary is how you were raised, what you modeled. In order to become the hero of your life, you must transcend your ordinary or your attachment styles. Do you understand? I know it's hard. I know it's difficult. But if you don't win the you battle, there will be poor self-esteem, self-loathing, self-deceit, anxiety, depression, offensive behavior towards others, self-sabotage, self-absorption, uh, an inflated ego. Uh, you understand what I'm saying? There will be unidirectional blame for all your problems. Listen, you're carrying that into the sex act. Do you understand? That's what will make the sex act toxic. Listen, I started the conversation. You finish it. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. I'm going to end the week with a bang tomorrow. When I come forward, which will be tomorrow, I'll still have a lot to talk about. Yeah.